this is a fly-by-night operation anyway. So speaking of fly-by-night operations, this is Ronin Geek Official Podcast, episode 28. Did I get that right? 28? It's been a minute since we recorded. So it has, yeah. Rob went and ran 50 miles, so that's why that's why we haven't been recording lately. Almost 50 miles. Yeah, well, basically. We'll round up. Sure, okay. Yeah, yeah. so round up. You ran 50 miles. You went to Florida, went to Disney, ran all the places. Uh, yeah. Who did you run with? Uh, my mother and her friend. Oh, I thought you were going to say, like, Disney characters. Oh, uh, them too. Yeah, yeah. Like, I ran one day with Mickey, one day with, like, Cinderella, like... And then, like, just a bunch of weirdos. Do they do that? <laughs> Are there actual Disney characters running in the People marathon? actually uh, dress up as the Disney oh, characters. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, the Disney so characters are on the course, though. You can, like, stop and take a picture with them. Yeah, If yeah. you're fast enough. Yeah, yeah. Because if you're lagging behind near the end and, yeah. and you're under threat of the balloons, uh, which is something that only people who oh. run those things would get. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, don't stop. Keep yeah, going. Don't stop. Don't but, like, stop. I, but for instance, I've been near the back the majority of the time because i don't train yeah um but <laughs> i will actually run into people who are in like a corral because would, they will stop take pictures and they will go on rides do as they, they hand, run do they hand out like water and stuff the disney characters oh 100 percent. oh like, well, not the characters and, like, like, they got, it out of their hand there's a bunch of people like uh volunteers that do it they yeah. give you water powerade at some places uh they also give uh, uh every once in a while there's like a banana give you or like uh they've got these things it's like a call them like goo or like stuff like that. It's, it's, it's essentially like a very viscous like energy is it an ooze <laughs> yeah like imagine like a like, a, like ghostbusters like, like two thick, no like thick yogurt tmnt2 kind of thing like if like, like that kind of consistency oh okay okay um is it, is it like, like syrupy it's syrupy yeah yeah like yeah, and they're before. and they've got weird flavors too. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Like vanilla is a totally weird flavor. Yeah. It is when you when you have one of those things though. Yeah, yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, who wasn't <laughs> into like movies in the '90s, if you made a sequel movie in the '90s, you had to somehow work ooze into the plot of the movie, ooze or slime or a substance that was otherwise viscous. Unless it was a romantic comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even then, maybe maybe even then, yeah. I, I don't. I can't say for sure if there was none. So yeah, yeah that's fair. Yeah. Jury's still out on that. So this is uh, Alex Austin reporting in. We also have with us Rob. And we'll go ahead and get started here. Uh, so we'll kick off today uh, talking about what we've been playing, what we've been watching. I won't get too much into what I've been watching otherwise because I think that'll be featured more in depth on future episodes of the podcast. But uh, you Oh, can Titans. Just, what's that? Titans. Titans is one of them. I actually watched the first episode and a half. Yeah? Is it pretty good so far? I can dig it. Yeah, I'm loving it, man. It, it doesn't feel like he's... Uh, portraying an accurate Robin, it feels a lot more like Nightwing. Oh, totally. Like, yeah. I, I thought for sure, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything, but I thought for sure by the second episode, I'm like, he has to become Nightwing, right? Like, this yeah. would make perfect sense now. But uh, if, you, if you watch the show, you'll get an idea about that. But we'll do an actual review slash review and spoiler cast in the near future on that once you make it all the way through. But, dude, there's at least three episodes in there where you're just going to be like, what just happened? Nice. Like, so some really good episodes. So uh, and and I can't wait for you to get all the way through. So that that'll be a big one too. But that's something that I watched. So I think you'd be proud of me, man. Well, you were gone. I watched, I watched Bandersnatch. I nice. watched Titans. I watched this new thing Hellier that just came out. Okay. And then we went to see two, not one, but two movies. That yeah, we're we did. Spoil yeah. cast, right? Yeah. So we saw Spider Man, which is on the docket for today, and then also Dragon Ball Z Broly or Dragon Ball Super Broly. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
I had to do it the same way. No, that's cool. Yeah, that's how I roll. But uh, lots of good stuff going on, actually, in, in, in our world. But yeah. one thing I haven't done is played a lot. <laughs> so uh, mainly because of baby. So it's easy to watch things, harder to play things. Yeah. But uh, So that's why I've gotten a lot of the uh, stuff watched. But uh, not a whole lot of gaming lately. Smash Bros. is still kind of the last thing I got into. Moonlighter has a new game plus I got into. I did download Hollow Knight, finally. It was on sale. Uh, on the Switch, so that'll be next up for me on the Switch, and I'm going to play that. Sort of a classic title at this point. But. Uh, you need to get Darkest Dungeon. Darkest Dungeon, I've heard, is very, very on good. The Another one, yep. It's on my uh, the cheap wish list. I just got to log in and check it once in a while. So the uh, Yeah, when it goes on sale, get it. Yeah, yeah, we'll do. We'll mm-hmm. do. Yeah. So get the DLC it. when you do it on the first pass. Okay. Just trust me. Okay, get cool. It. Yeah, cool. Just it. get it all at once. Yeah, yeah. because it all, it all plays from the beginning. Cool. Excellent. So, yeah, I'll do that then. Like, yeah, you definitely want Blood Court. And the extra character options are nice. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And then there's a lot of games I actually lost when my SD card died in my Switch that I haven't yet re-downloaded and replayed. Because uh, I was playing, like, Okami HD. I was playing uh, Into the Woods, uh, sort of a walking simulator story-type game. Yeah, it's actually yeah. very uh, good. Yeah, I've seen Into the Woods. Yeah, very good movie. Uh, very good. Well, it is like a movie, but very yeah. good game. And uh, and I lost my progress in it when the nice. SD card died. So, yeah, I haven't gotten back around to it yet. Didn't you actually talk about Into the Woods pretty early on during the podcast? Dude, like... I mentioned it, but I didn't start playing it until maybe like September oh, okay, yeah. last year, and then and then the SD card I found out it was dead in like November. So it's like camping with animals, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yep, yep. Uh, they live lives, and yeah. then you follow those lives, and then sort of participate in in the things the uh, sort of depressed, repressed main character is doing. So nice. it's really good, though. Yeah. It's a really good game. I enjoyed it actually. The mini games are fun. Uh, the mini games range from like you know you stabbing your friend over yeah. and over to like playing guitar mm-hmm. to just like regular conversations and you're making all the choices and it's kind of like a little nice. game navigating through the conversations to see the different outcomes and uh yeah really cool title like so. bandersnatch what's that like bandersnatch a little bit like bandersnatch uh, really quick actually for bandersnatch did you get the netflix option i got all the options man oh yeah so yeah, i freaking so you liked it. that thing so you oh, like i i fully enjoyed it i yeah. thought it was i thought yeah. it was awesome so what's crazy is i'm seeing a lot of reviews out there and i think a lot of people are really trying to judge it uh, like solely as a film and i don't know if that's fair so because if you no. judge it solely as a film i would say not a great film it's not even really that great of an episode of black mirror but it's just so different than that to me. It was just it, it was it was. Such I, thought a, it was I actually thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was. I thought it was really fun. Like oh, I, I really enjoyed it. I like the subject matter though. The yes. uh, the whole um, your choices aren't your own kind right. of thing, like narrative. Right. In fact, we should get into that because uh, for for our what we're watching playing section because I do have some notes on it too for Bandersnatch. Okay. So because yeah, sure. I think you'd watched it last time we recorded, you had just watched it. Yeah. I hadn't gotten to it yet, and then right after you'd gone, I had watched it. So. Yeah. Yeah, I got some notes written down, but yeah, in terms of the subject matter, so the the game developer kid, and this is spoilers here. Yeah, we're gonna say spoilers for Bandersnatch. We're throwing that out there, so so be warned. Uh, we'll we'll timestamp it. We'll timestamp the next section too, so you know. And then in basically the beginning, he's developing this game called Bandersnatch based on his favorite book. It's a little bit like a D and D type book. Right? Oh, choose your own adventure, like the old Goosebumps thing, but like to the max. Yeah, yeah. We're, choose your own adventure, right? Where you're flipping yeah. back and forth in the book by choosing your next step. So it says like, okay, so you can proceed. You, know, you can turn go left or turn right. Yeah. Go to page 57 or page 16, and then you, and then you go find your next page and, and continue through the adventure. You're right. These books were really popular back in like yeah. the late 80s, early 90s. Like it was all about these choose I had your a, own adventure. I had a bunch as a yeah, kid. Yeah, I had, yeah. I had a few of the Goosebumps ones. I yeah, think. that's, that's yeah. what I had, yeah. So really cool stuff. And he's trying to build a game based on his favorite one called bandersnatch so in the author 
I think at this point, the author is someone who had, like wasn't around anymore. So the, the, I think the he, he went nuts, right? Yeah, and the like book that. had kind of a mythic quality to it yeah. because of that. So he's trying to build this game out. And the game essentially looked like... I don't know if anybody remembers what early roguelikes looked like, but imagine uh, like a uh, Doom yeah, dungeon, type clone. Like the old dungeon crawls where it's like it's, uh, it's like all, hallways and you walk right, through until you run person. into something. It's yeah. all first person, right? And then and then with yeah. uh, you know inventory management and all that. There's actually a game like that came out relatively recently. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't uh, remember the name of it though, <laughs> so I'm not not a helpful cut in. So I apologize. Yeah, it'd be interesting <laughs> to see games like that make a comeback. The, there, because, no, there are. There's a couple. Yeah, the original yeah. roguelikes are, are such a different beast. You know what I mean in terms of the the inventory management, the systems that govern uh, all the rules in the game. It's it's obviously it's very much like a D and D game. Uh, yeah. With the roll of the dice and everything is kind of the idea, but it's just it's such a cool system set of systems that you mm-hmm. interact with and those. So it'd be fun yep. to see those come back. I'd be so bad at them though. So choose your own I'm, adventure I'm not things? that great at games in general. So I mean, a lot of the choose your own adventures is either one of two things: it's either you have to pick up on the subtle hints very, very right. closely, right, or it's essentially random. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. really what it comes down to. And then so, but that's kind of how Bandersnatch felt as you're going through it because the choices do, for the most part, kind of yield a result you don't expect, right? And that's yeah, it's kind of the shtick is that you know you don't really expect anything that is going to happen. What was really cool about it though is some of them gave you the option to go back a step. So yeah. say if you chose one thing and it runs you into a dead end, you can kind of go back a step and choose the other thing yeah. to see how that thing would play I, out. I actually love that because they would play from the beginning your choices up to that point. Yep, yep. They'd give you so a little kind of review each review. time. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah, but it was like fast. It was like so, super fast, like a couple seconds. And the choices range from ultimately like totally sort of inane, like mm-hmm. pointless choices. Like you're choosing which cereal you want and choosing which music to listen to or something, and then that whether Whether or not to kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, whether or not to kill somebody, namely your dad. Yeah. <laughs> so by beating him in the head with, what was it? Ashtray or something. Yeah, with like an that. ashtray, yeah. yeah, glass ashtray. So it was really good, though. I liked that there were side stories that branched off. Yeah. So, and I really liked, what's his name, Will Poulter. So he was the guy who, he was like the... Um, the guy that the kid looked up to. Yeah, the other programmer. Yeah, the programmer. He's yeah, like I love that guy. Shot. No, that guy's my favorite. Yeah, big shot 80s programmer. <laughs> one of us is going over the edge. Me or you, what's it going to be? It's yeah, like, yeah. So like... at one point, there's there's a whole <laughs> separate storyline in this that branches yeah. off to the side. And it has two endings, right? And the endings either end with, you know, you guys are, what is it? They're like dropping acid. And yeah, you dropped acid with it, your, with your like. Yeah, yeah. The guy that in you like look his up million for. dollar London penthouse yeah, in the yeah. 80s. Yeah, yeah. And then they go out and he's giving him his theory of everything, right? Yeah. So Will Poulter's character is giving the main guy's sort of theory of everything. And then he says, okay, but now, you know, we have we have to act on this. So you're going to see that, that you know, your life will continue on in a parallel universe. So all yeah. you have to do is jump, but one of us has to go. Yeah. Right? And then see, you can choose to jump or you can choose for him to jump. I love it when you select him. He's like, and you're like all right, why don't you jump? He's like, Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Trump, so you're like, anyway, what yeah, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, he, he, like, legit dies. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, is both of those endings don't have anything to do no. with the actual storyline. It still no. sends you back either one. But it's funny, though, because you'll notice that when you go back after doing something, he'll comment on it. Like, he's experienced it, and he's like, yeah, uh, that happened. Right, right. Yeah, it's like, like he, he's the only character that is, like, aware of, like, this yes. multi-dimensional yeah, switch. Yeah. And that was actually a really cool sort of storyline or plot device they used, and it was the multi-dimensional thing. I, I yeah. like that they touched on it, and I think they did a good job with it. So the the one thing that I really didn't like in it, so the thing that I felt like kind of pulled me out of it, mm-hmm. was the, the, the now infamous Netflix option. So, oh, yeah. Because well, he's, he's yelling. He, he's aware that 
the main character is aware that his decisions are being influenced somehow. Yeah. He's yelling into the into the ceiling like, "Who are you? Where are you? You know, what do you want with me?" And then you have two options that come up, and one is you can get three actually. Three? Well, well yeah, but you only have two At initially. The time, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then or then you have to go back. To I, I didn't. One. We didn't get Netflix till the second time. Yeah, so that that's when Netflix came up for me, and then yeah. and then I chose Netflix, and basically you tell him through his computer. That you are someone watching, watching Netflix in the future and you're controlling all of his decisions. But I mean, the funny thing is, though, is that at the end that ties in because the one chick is programming that sh- this show for Netflix. Right. So it's kind of full circle. But at the same time, though, I mean, there's really no difference, though, from you saying Netflix other than the obvious connotation that you're on Netflix. Right. But if you said that you were any of the other choices, that's just as impactful. It means just as much to him because no matter what you pick, it doesn't have any lineup. So, so I thought it, I thought it was cool too how so there's even a side storyline where he's essentially sorry I turned the wrong one down I'm sorry yeah, you're, you're touching these things again I know but it, it's it's for I good reason you, I got it's you to stop good, with the because now mine is like fuck no, oh see, my god see I got you to stop touching oh the my buttons god. and stuff and what have I done started touching the wires and now this what have I done okay you sure yes mm-hmm okay no no you talk yeah this is me talking and now I'm gonna talk uh huh oh dude this is it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. You just leave it all. In yeah, there. yeah. So, and then there was another storyline. The main <laughs> plot line, the thread ran through your character kind of losing his mind as he's developing this game. Because early on, you have a choice of either teaming up with this games company who wants to hire him to develop the game, to mm-hmm. pub- so they want to publish it and he yeah. can develop it, and then yeah. he would team up with Will Pol- <laughs> Poulter's character. If you choose that option, yeah. the game ends right there. And they say, and there's like, oh, if, if you work there, not at home. Yeah, yeah, if you work there, this the reviewers come up at Christmas and say like, oh, this game's a zero out of five. It's trash. It seems like a real paint by numbers or yeah. a corporate design game or something. Yeah, well, it was a huge dig at like EA designed and by stuff committee, like, that. Or like not not yeah. just EA, but like uh, all the other big companies that design games. Right, where it's just right. like clearly, it's like this is just a. Give me, give me yeah. some money. So, yeah. did you choose that at the beginning? Did you choose to well, stay the, at the company for the, for the first time? Yeah, because I was like, I all right, too. I was like, all right, let's let's just screw with this guy. Yeah, I, I did was like, too. Let's sell out. <laughs> and then, and then immediately goes to the option uh, or the ending of you know this game yeah. sucks, and then yeah. you realize like, oh, like the ending of this game might be all about trying to get the best possible review for his game. So yeah, that's kind of how I played that, it. Yeah, that's how you're supposed to play. Yeah. It. So, and and it was interesting because like whoever whoever filmed this, whoever wrote it and put it together knew. You know, it was that it would be meta enough that people playing it were probably gamers who wanted to try and find out the different mm-hmm. endings well, I mean, for the game itself, the Bandersnatch game. I mean, in today's society, I think almost everybody, to some degree, is a gamer. That's true. But yeah. I think, actually, gamers probably out, like, in North America are the majority. Yep. Um, even if it's just somebody who does, like, just, like, casual, like, mobile app games. But, uh, so I think that something like this is, like, the time to do it. Yeah, totally. But, uh, yeah. No, I thought it was good. Yeah, it was a really cool experiment. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, in the end, yeah, you can get, you know, spoiler here. I mean, one of the endings is, like, the game's five out of five. But uh, if you you get that, your your guy is also going crazy and he's in jail, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Or or he's dead. Well, I mean, that's, like, that's the, um, yeah, that's the, uh, that's Black Mirror, though. Uh, No, wait, there's one where it's, like, three out of five, but he's in jail and he's going crazy. And then there's one where he's dead. I can't remember why though, and it's five out of five, but he's it's, it's achieved like mythical status, just yeah. like the Bandersnatch book, right? Yeah. So well, that's that's well, that's also plays into the whole like artistic 
thing. It's like an artist did this. Yeah. This is his last work, and it's pretty good. Yeah, and yeah. he died. So all of a sudden it becomes like from pretty good to like, holy crap, yeah. this is amazing. We're and, never going to get another one of these. And it was one more thing that I saw that really took me out of it. It was the um, the scene. So he's talking with his psychologist. So the, the woman kind of walking <laughs> him through. And then, and then she's like... It's becoming very like breaking fourth Wally at this point. Oh, and, that and she's it was like, part of the Netflix option. Yeah, and yeah she's like, why. "Well, what what do you what do you want me to do now?" And and he's like, "Well, I'm ready to fuck shit up or something like that." Was one of the options. Like, yeah, yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. those words were used, and so you choose yeah, that fuck, option. Yeah, yeah. And then they get into like a kung fu battle. Yeah, and it's just like, what the fuck is then, going on? And then his dad comes in, and starts then fighting him. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it was like everybody, like all the cast starts fighting him. Essentially, like, it was great. Like, what yeah. a cool scene! It just made. Like, less than no well, sense. Well, the thing is, though, like, to a degree, in a weird way, it made a lot of sense, actually. Why? Because if it was the, if you're following and buying into the fact that it's a conspiracy, that the his dad and his uh, psychologist are actually controlling him. Yeah. Like, part of a greater or conspiracy. Uh, okay, yeah. And yeah. that's where that feeds into that. Well, in his mind, maybe that's how the fight plays out. Yeah. Yeah. But well, she, like, because she that's pulls why... out, like, nunchucks or something, and oh, yeah, no, dad's busting out kung fu, yeah, and they're just throwing each other all, all over this place, room. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not saying. Oh, that's the most serious. No, not at all. It's totally like just like <laughs> fuck it, like yeah, Deadpool yeah. style. Let's just do this. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I thought it was good. Because like, yeah, uh, having I, at least one of those yeah. in a thing is fun. You know, the ending that I liked that had nothing to do with the actual outcome of the Bandersnatch game was the one where you can go back and his mental issues come from losing his mother when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. So because he chose to stay home when his mother left, and then she got in a train accident and and died. So, but one of the options I got was to like, you're back in your childhood, mine, yeah. and you can choose to go with her, and then that's the end of the story. But you know what happens? Well, yeah, but the thing is though that um, she uh, she dies because he was holding her up. She yes. had to take a later train. Yeah, yeah. So when you go with her, you go on time. So she oh, survives. Oh, interesting. That's the idea. Well, then yeah. that's the best ending. Yeah, technically, presumably, if you if you. If you if like you bind up the thing where he his mom was like a big like an part of his life mom and not yeah. like a scientist yeah, controlling like, him yeah. or like a yeah, yeah. bullshit mom right right yeah. <laughs> a fake yeah. bullshit mom yeah yeah <laughs> anyway that's yeah. Bandersnatch I, I I really enjoyed it man I, I sincerely hope that you know even given the negative feedback they still choose to do something else like that and Netflix yeah. I, I think it was pretty original and and there's not really Anything else out there like it, and and I'd be disappointed if they didn't try doing it again. So. I actually would say, if nothing else, it should be celebrated for being original. Yeah, because totally. uh, I, I don't know, you may not have found it to be amazing, anyone who's listening, but uh, at the same time, it wasn't terrible either, yeah. and I think it could be improved on. I think anybody who's going to jump in, though, because uh, it's definitely advertised outside of the normal Black Mirror series, I would highly, highly, highly recommend you watch at least like the last season of of uh, Black Mirror. Before oh, I you watch like... this, just to get an idea of what Black Mirror is all about, because yeah. Black Mirror is an awesome series. I absolutely love it, and and there's not a, there's not a single episode that I hate. There's some I like more, some I like less, but I I, th- I think it's just a brilliant series. Yeah. So I actually think my favorite series is coincidentally the first one I saw, which was White Christmas. Yes, with John Hamm. Yeah. So good. So good. So good, and that that was done. That was technically part of season two. Season two, episode one, I think. Oh, I thought it was, uh, yeah, season two, episode one. But yeah. it's like a feature-length film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really in-depth and really long, and oh my god. Yeah. So good. Yeah, it's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, we should we could do a special just on that. Like, uh, we could well, do a whole like each of the episodes, you can do a I would love on. to rewatch that. 
So that'd be good. Mm-hmm. That'd be really good. So that one, and then um, I really like in the most recent season. There's the one that's like making fun of Star Trek. Oh yeah, where it's like a VR game the guy puts himself into, but it yeah. has actual human AIs in it. Yeah, right. Well, yeah, yeah, because he, he's actually, copied. Yeah, he's, he's copied, copied people's DNA and gotten somehow he's gotten AI off of them. So yeah. he's essentially made copies of people in this game who become aware. That there are people on the outside world, but also stuck in this game. Yeah. So it's crazy. And it becomes, so. their, the game world becomes their world. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so cool. It was so cool. But it's, yeah, that, that was a really cool episode. There's tons of cool episodes. Black Mirror's... I like, really like the one with Bryce good. Dallas Howard, mm-hmm. um, which is actually coming true now in China, because they actually have a media, a social media online presence rating system for their citizens. Oh, yeah, that one where it's like, you can only live in this neighborhood if you are this rating. You got it. You got it. Yeah, and no... Then, uh, when I saw that one, I was like, "This is probably actually going to happen." It, oh, it happened maybe so not, fast. Maybe not to maybe to not to that extent. Yeah, but to some degree, yes. Well, yeah, but if you're in China right now and you're trying to buy like a you know first class train ticket and your sort of rating is too low, your your online presence or social media rating, then then you will only be able to buy economy. That's amazing. Yeah, and then same same thing with your living situation. To you some, can't get high end apartments and stuff like that. So to some degree that's a great idea, but it, obviously as the Black Mirror episode will show you, yeah. it's also a terrible oh, idea. Oh dude, it's so 1984. It, it's it's, ex- it's so 1984. It's extremely double edged sword, right? Oh dude, it's it's terrifying. It's literally like the most terrifying outcome of free speech that we can possibly imagine. So because yeah. it's like they say, "Oh no, you can have free speech," but they sort of limit where you can practice that free speech, and the few places you can practice it are heavily monitored. Yeah. So it's the idea of, well, free speech isn't free, and it always comes with consequences. Well, yeah. in, in many cases, you should just be able to vent and say what you want without fear of reprisal. That doesn't happen uh, today, though. So, well, to some extent it in does, to some extent media. it doesn't. Non-social media. Well, I don't know. I, I say things all the time, and people sometimes just well, ignore me. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Is most people will ignore yeah, you, yeah. but if you have a presence and you speak your mind, yeah, yeah. they will kill you for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. In some well, cases, like, think, yeah. well, no, perfect example, James Gunn, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, relevant to us. That's true. Yeah, yeah he, like he's, true. he reformed on some of the stupid shit he used to say, mm-hmm. and he's become a better person for it. Mm-hmm. So he's redeemed himself. And then people went and dug up a lot of the stuff in the past that he's no longer that person. Yeah. And have thus uh, killed uh, a lot of his career uh, yeah. because of it. Yeah, the thing that's really messed up about that, too, is he probably, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy probably wouldn't have turned out as good as it did if he hadn't gone through that personal journey of transformation. So because that's what it became about was these people's journeys of transformation and becoming a family. Right. But but that's the scary thing about that, though. If we're as a society uh, judging people on that, but people have changed, then there's no point of redemption. So then what's holding people back from just becoming the worst version of themselves? Because, like, I've already screwed up. Might as well just go the whole way. That's interesting. That's it's like, that's dark. Well, it, like, it uh, kind of happens in that Bryce Dallas Howard episode because her rating keeps dropping, dropping, dropping. And yeah, she becomes she, she angrier and she, angrier. She eventually just says, fuck it. Yeah, and she just eventually says, fuck it. And I think she ends up becoming a truck driver. Or something like that. Because yeah. for whatever reason, you don't need to have a good But she ends up being really happy. Yeah. In a weird way. Well, she finds peace. Yeah, she finds yeah, peace, yeah. yeah. So resolution. But like, kind of. but, like, yeah, no, the... um. The, the reality of where our social media is right now is uh, I there's a lot of good, but a lot of it's absolutely repulsive. Yeah. So it's, it's unfortunate. Cool. But I mean, it is what it is. Too heavy, too heavy. I know, man. We got heavy early on, man. This is, this is about black beer here. <laughs> uh, 
So uh, I guess we'll move on to other news items. I'll, I'll make sure to insert yeah. a break there so it's... Oh, actually, really quick, as a, as a aside, um, I was watching an uh, uh, anime called um, Another. What's it about? Um, put this class, and in, in, uh, what happens is every month, uh, cla- I think the class is like 9-3, so like ninth grade, third class. Uh, it's like a curse. Okay. And every month, uh, starting I think it's in April, uh, a student dies in that class. Oh. Until they graduate. Interesting. Uh, but there's a lot more going on. Yeah. And uh, it sounds like a Persona game. Uh, it's it's inter- it's worth a watch. Let's yeah, yeah. put it that way. No, every I'll, every, I'll every episode, yeah. a character dies. Yeah, it, so- it sounds a lot like a Persona game. Yeah. So and then it's up to the kids to kind of solve what's going yeah, on. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, it it spirals cool. pretty quick. Cool. Oh, I'll check it out. This sounds good. So other big news items. So we'll move on from Bandersnatch here. Um, Ghostbusters. Have you heard this news? Yeah, new one, but based off of the original. Based off the original, which so, is hilarious. That is so, and there's a lot that hasn't been said yet about what this is actually going to materialize as. But obviously, Ghostbusters one and two are still the best. Uh, you know, you take I mean, the newer one was it was okay, like it was entertaining. But man, like how like how can you possibly you know go up against you know like Harold Ramis, uh, you know Bill Murray. Right, when Dan they're all, Aykroyd, in, all, dude. all in there, like yeah, dude, like they were in their prime. They were so good. Freaking yeah. Bill Murray in his prime. There's nothing better. So anyway, this one is going to come in 2020. So Sony's actually hired Jason Reitman, who's the son of Ivan Reitman, who directed the first two Ghostbusters films, doesn't to actually direct it. the next Do- installment. Doesn't really mean anything, but okay, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Presumably, yeah. maybe maybe he has the magic touch. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he does. He's got dad's notes. So uh, it's apparently a continuation of the original franchise, like we we're saying. Doesn't sound like any of the original actors will return yet um and then it looks like there's a 12 to 14 month production cycle so they're going to get started here pretty soon Mm -hmm. in 2019 to get it done well they'll probably go into shooting um in about four months right and then they will shoot for probably a month or two here's and then it'll just go into post here's my question excuse me what will this be a sony animated feature be nice so nobody said anything, but obviously we're going to talk about Spider-Man today. Yeah, and and I think we probably both have fairly shining recommendations for the film. Yeah, right. It, it riding on that, it wouldn't surprise me if Sony did try this with Ghostbusters as well. It would be kind of the ideal franchise to take back to an animated version because the cartoon was good. So the '90s mm-hmm. cartoon they had for it was actually a decent cartoon. So it'd be yeah, interesting I was say, to see good, decent. Yeah, yeah. it was decent. <laughs> and then they could get the original actors back much easier because a lot of these guys, their holdup is they don't closely enough reflect the characters they played back then so they don't want to reprise the roles yeah that... but if they do just voices yeah honestly i think they could pull it off i mean there's also enough voice actors that can mimic like there's really good oh, mimic totally. artists. So. totally yeah yeah at this day and age there's so many great voice actors out there so we're that's one thing we're blessed with the abundance of in our world is great voice actors right? yeah but uh it'd be interesting to see so I think it could also end up becoming a like a coming of age film if they're going to go because they've been screen testing actually young actors like teens. Could be good. So, could be dangerous. Yeah, it could just be like, well, these these young guys kind of pick up where the old guys left off, like what was supposed to happen with the with the all ladies version, which was again was a decent film. I'm not I'm not knocking it, but but it I it was it was a hard film to build off of. Uh, when it was all said and done, I think. And that, that was the problem with it. So well, it was a lot yeah. of world building that happened in the first two that just did not happen in the latest installment. I mean, yeah. Okay, so like, I understand what they were trying to do with the third one. And I think that, that was noble for them to attempt. 
Um, but the problem is, is that it was being built off of, and I hope I'm wrong. It could, I could be wrong, but I think it was honestly built off of a, it was predicated on a political ideology. I, I think you're right in it. That's where it started. Yeah. And then, and, and then it just didn't. But I think it tried to, I, tried, I think it tried to ride the merit of that ideology. And that's what yes, killed it. Yes. Yes. I agree. It I should, agree. it should have been good, a good film on its own. The ideology, if you wanted to. To pander yeah. that, that's fine. And I'm, look at the I'm actresses all... they had for it, right? Like you had Melissa yeah. McCarthy, probably the the funniest lady working in the business right now, and yeah. and they completely. Well, I mean, I thought that, I think that they're all fantastic, fantastic comedians and actors. Oh, totally, yeah. Like I mean, even some of them, I'm like, okay, well, I, I don't care for their material, but I can acknowledge that they are good at what they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the people that they do cater to, right. The problem is, is that yes, you're right, they were completely underutilized, but I think as a movie, it was not designed to stand up on its own. I think it was it was designed to ride off of their f- funny power, yeah, and this ideology, and it didn't go anywhere. You're right, yeah. Isn't That's it? unfortunate. I, I mean, we've seen, been seeing that with a couple of things recently, mm. and it's always really dangerous to approach it because when you do acknowledge that, some people will really spit ass. Yeah, at the you. latest victim, I guess, is the new Sherlock Holmes film. So the Sherlock and Holmes. So they came out. That's Will Ferrell, John C. Riley, who in the past obviously have been an incredible comic duo. Yeah. And uh, apparently this one did not turn out so good. Really? So yeah, uh, the reviews have actually been ripping it apart. Because uh, and and they're referring to things like Step Brothers being like, look, you know, this Talladega Nights. We know these guys are funny. We know they can be funny. So what the hell has happened here? Right? Yeah. They're saying it's just not funny. They say it's like. Like they have an idea for a movie, and then none of it's written down, and they just kind of wing the entire film. The whole thing, like ad hoc. It, movie. Yeah, and that's that's what they're saying. It's that what it feels like. That's interesting. I want to see that then. I do want to see it. Yeah. Well, I want to see it because I also like watching things crash and burn. But like, but yeah. not to pick them apart. Like I like to see like what did they do wrong. Yeah. But it's also, I mean, they're also awesome together. So, and I haven't personally seen anything yet that they weren't great together in. So certainly, this should be a good good option. Well, I was saying like John C. Riley. As an actor, um, like we we've seen him, we remember him for Talladega Nights and Step Brothers and stuff like that. But there's been a couple of movies in the last few years where he has been an like just like a yeah. legit actor. He's got a bit more depth, yeah, and he's got he's got a lot of capability. He does. There's a lot of untapped p- potential there. Like he was actually, um, somebody's gonna like be like, okay, you you have no more say anymore. But I actually <laughs> thought he was. I actually thought he was really good in the latest Kong movie. He was good in the latest Kong movie. Like he, he was, was very he was, good. he was a very bizarre character, but he, the, as an actor, executed it. I thought. Well, flawlessly. he's a character actor. You know what I mean? He like yeah. he doesn't. So a character actor is someone who's actually able to take the form of many different characters and across many different roles. Versus an actor like, you know, I don't know, like Brad Pitt, who always basically plays the same guy. You know, some version of Brad of Pitt. Brad Pitt yeah. yeah, with the accent and everything. Or, or Nick Cage. Yeah, yeah. Or Nick Cage, who basically always plays a version of Nick Cage. Or, you know, yeah. Marlon Brando, who always played a version of Marlon Brando. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but then you got guys like, you know, the greats like, uh, you know, Daniel Day-Lewis, right, who's a character actor. He yeah. takes the form of characters. Yeah, right? Day- and, Day-Lewis and, is a fantastic uh, Oh, he's, he's my like, favorite. Like, he's one of the greatest actors I've ever yeah. lived. That's what's so disappointing about this is, yeah, you're right. John C. Riley, guys like him. Yeah, he could totally pull it off. He could pull it off with or without Will Ferrell. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, it's disappointing to see that, uh, you know, maybe they didn't pull it off in this. But I do want to see it. I want to I judge it on its merits when I see it. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely interesting. So that's that's Ghostbusters. Look for that in 2020. So moving on, in keeping with our Spider-Man theme today, did mm-hmm. you see the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer? Or I guess teaser trailer. That yeah, came of out? course. Yeah, yeah. Hall looks awesome. Hall, baby. 
Yeah. We got the big G. I mean, it's uh, it's the character he's playing to is phenomenal. It's Mysterio. Yeah, yeah. So did it look like they were trying to cast him as kind of like uh, not necessarily an enemy? Or that's that's what the plot is making him look it, like? It actually, yeah, you know, it was really interesting. But, I mean, he is in a lot of ways kind of the father of lies, right? Yeah. He's an illusionist. So, so he's creating the problems that he's also solving, maybe? I'm wondering if they are casting him in, in the sense like he may actually be – not the villain at first, but I'm wondering if by Spider-Man uh, going in and and kind of like trying to stop him, yeah. that he turns him into the villain by like by accident. Oh, proxy. that could be. That could be another interesting thing. Is now so presumably in in the MCU, and we know this because we've seen Avengers three. So Loki isn't killed by the calling; he's straight up killed. So the trickster god is straight up killed by yeah, Thanos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't think even no, if they reverse back. the calling, he's not coming back, right? So no. so that does kind of leave the door wide open for another sort of trickster type character to come in into the MCU. I'd almost be curious if make maybe they don't finish him off in this new Spider movie. Maybe he becomes a recurring character. I don't know. Well, the thing is too though that we have to acknowledge is that when they bring people back, we don't know how they're doing it yet. True. It may not be. Like, oh, at the snap of the fingers. No, yeah. it might be before. So we may actually see some characters return that might not have died that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to kind of see where it lands. Yep. And then Spider-Man, they show a few different suits. They showed the noir suit. Um, Actually, I don't think it is the noir suit. I think it looks similar to the noir suit. I think it's yeah. just a... a it's some it's version. A, it's an aquatic stealth suit. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's some version of that. And then uh, they also showed the dark... Like the the black with the red Spider Man suit with the with the webbing in the armpits, yeah, because it shows him gliding around. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that'll be interesting to see. But he leaves at the beginning of the trailer. They show him leaving the Stark suit at home, like he leaves it in New York when he travels to Europe, right? So they show that at the very beginning of the trailer. I don't think he actually does though, because if you watch the trailer, uh, I think his aunt packs it into his suit. Oh, does she? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because yeah. there's a sticky note that says uh, you you almost forgot. So this getting or into this, they are going to have to reveal. He's going to have to reveal to Anne May that he is, in fact, Spider-Man. I think she knows. Does she? I no. Think, yeah, I think she does. When did she find out? Uh, I think it may have just been like, so like she just knows. Like I think she. Oh, just, that's like, what'll come out. Like, like oh I yeah, ha ha! I've always known. Yeah, like okay. maybe not always known, but I think that she she's put it together. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, they don't play her off like an idiot either, right? Yeah. Like that she she comes off as like someone who's a little bit aware of what's going on at least. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and especially when, you know, somebody like Stark shows up, it's like, that sends up flags. Yep. True story. So, true story. Yeah. And then they, they do a little bit, bit of a play in the teaser trailer where Happy Hogan is talking to Aunt May and they seem to be like into each other. And he's yeah. like, what's going on here? That was pretty funny. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see if they, they, they sort of play on that. I think that's a benefit to having like a younger, more attractive Aunt May, right? Is that yeah. you can kind of play with the character like that a little bit and kind of get her involved yeah. with other MCU characters. And, mm-hmm. uh, and Aunt May, you know, not certainly not in every... Uh, Spider-Man run, but in some, you know, she's a force to be reckoned with, right? So yeah. she becomes a full-on ally of Peter Parker in some of them, and she's well, responsible for helping him make, like, his, his spider cave. And she, do yeah, she other, becomes, like, yeah. uh, almost like Alfred right, in, right. In, in, so, in Batman. Yeah. That'd be such a cool thing to see. That'd be so cool. Yeah, could like, be. What a twist on I the form. I could see that happening. Like, she could be almost like an affiliate of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, and then there's a lot of rumors flying around right now that um, this could be the last time we see Tom Holland's Peter Parker in the MCU because the contract with Sony is expiring. I would caution people to not really be worried about that because Sony does like uh, money. 
So, well, and then they're making money, a lot of money on two fronts with Spider-Man at this point. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would also say don't freak out. Yeah. People are always going to cause you to freak out. And the reason why a lot of these companies let this information leak out is it's to gauge. It's for the hype. It's to gauge public like yeah. view on it. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, Spider-Man's contracts come up. We might lose Tom Holland. If there's a lot of people that are really into Tom Holland, they're going to yeah, hear yeah. about it. And then somebody somebody at Disney or Sony goes on Twitter and is like searching for Spider-Man hashtags. And well, think about it. Like, like recent, recent memory. So Friends is about to leave Netflix. And yeah. what happened? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody, yep, yeah, everybody went on. Everyone rioted. Yeah. And then it's still there. But they were probably going to let it expire because no, they no, can they tell were. how many people are watching it. No, no, yeah. They, they were going to let it expire because it was just was like it, it made no sense to try and renew that yeah. contract. It probably cost them millions of dollars to do it. All those people are earning oh, royalties. Tons, 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 tons. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no. When Friends went off the air, weren't they earning like $11 million an episode or something like that? Something ridiculous. Yeah, it was something absolutely absurd. So I can't imagine how much the uh, the syndication rights are for it. It's got to be nuts. It's, it's, it's high. Yeah. yeah. It's, not just, it's not just North America. Oh, it's sure. all over Europe. Yeah, you got to syndicate it all over the world, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't blame Netflix for letting it go. But never lose The Office. I'm just going to say that. No, I think nothing's sacred. Okay, well, now I watch The Office like once the a year. The only thing that's sacred on there, I know, it, it doesn't have to be because I can just, I have my own copies of it. I was just like, Gurren Log. Oh, yeah, I can always acquire it by legal means. Yes. <laughs> I'm winking right now. Yeah. <laughs> so by legal means. It's not weird at all. It's not weird at all. <laughs> so it was extra weird when I reached out and also brushed your, your face very gently with my hand. Yeah, that so didn't happen. It got weird. <laughs> So that's oh. Spider-Man Far From Home. It's going to have Mysterio. Mysterio is Jake Gyllenhaal. It's in yeah, a teaser look, trailer. We're not spoiling good. it. So looks good. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. It, uh, could, it could be not good, but I think th- it'll be There good. was one little bit of controversy that came out along with that, which is, and this is stupid, but people are actually saying Ooh, this. Ooh, okay. I can't wait to hear this. I think you probably guessed what I'm about to say. Oh, maybe people not. were angry because I'm winking again. Okay. Because they said it spoiled Avengers 4. So we've seen set photos from Spider-Man online. They've announced it's being filmed. Tom Holland is already talking about it on Twitter. And yet somehow it's spoiled Avengers Endgame. Okay, but here's the thing, though. One, it doesn't for two reasons. One, we don't actually know when this takes place. No, they, Kevin Feige has come out and said that it, it literally does take place after the events of Endgame. He's huh. come out and said that. Yeah. That's interesting, then. Actually, that's hilarious. I would say that's, that's hilarious. But I mean, because at first I thought, well, maybe this is just some other story but, we didn't get to see. But I mean, that's like saying, that's like saying, uh, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man spoiled Tom Holland's Spider-Man because yeah. we knew that his uncle died. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like you're right. That's ridiculous. Like this is this has been done in the comics. The notion's ridiculous. Plus, Avengers three literally picks up the exact moment at the end of Spider-Man: Homecoming. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true, yeah. it's literally the exact moment. So yeah. the after credit yeah, scene yeah. is the beginning of, yeah, of you're Avengers right, yeah. three. So uh, it, it makes sense. It just makes sense. Obviously, we knew they were going to make more Spider-Man. Obviously, they're making more Black Panther. So you know, Black yeah. Panther. You know, all the people in Wakanda aren't well, really dead. Captain America is going to continue too, though. Whether or not he's going to be the same guy. Uh, they are doing the same guy. <laughs> so th- there's for there the was, next one maybe, but there's gonna be there's gonna yeah. be a Captain America movie. I right. think it'll be a Captain America movie too. Yes, where he passes. I I, I hope they do something just for him. So I, I think they owe the character that because yeah. he really like I think the MCU is really kind of built on the back of Captain America and Iron Man in in this case, right? So mm-hmm. if they're gonna if they're gonna let those current versions of those characters go, they got to do it right. I think that that was true up until we started getting things like. 
Doctor Strange. Oh, you're right. And Guardians like, of the Galaxy and all Guardians that. The but like, but they opened the door for all of it. I think, yeah, yeah well, for sure. You're, you're right. I'm not going to deny that. Mm. I don't think Captain America did as good a job in its first run. I definitely say Thor did not do good until Dark World, and even then, right? Yeah. Well, Ragnarok that was Thor phenomenal. didn't do good until Ragnarok. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dark World. I didn't was like okay. the first two. I, I did not like the first yeah, one. Yeah, for second one, I thought was acceptable. Ragnarok was phenomenal. Yeah, Ragnarok. But yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you're you're yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. 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 <laughs> this is the best segue ever, man. Yeah. This is the just next, a bunch of yep. This is the next yep. <laughs> the next best segue ever. Let's see, gaming news. That was two seconds. Good job. Yeah, I, I timed it out perfectly. Yeah. So in my head. Uh, with numbers that I yeah. with, with the maths <laughs> so recently we were talking about Onimusha like yeah. recently it came up as a mention in here I think when we were talking about the Capcom stuff yeah. uh, coming up for this year we talked about oh here's the series we'd really like to see return well guess what just happened yeah well oh, I, I don't think I ever went away it just kind of like took a nap yeah, well, Onimusha Warlords came out, which is the original Onimusha, but just yeah. redone in, like, HD, literally just dropped in the last week, and yeah. I totally had missed that this was coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, so, I, saw, I saw an ad for it, yeah. But I'm, I'm very curious to go and look at some of the reviews for it. I want to see people who didn't play it back in the day, maybe who weren't even playing games back in the day, come yeah. and try to play this, because how could they remake it without, like, because the original game had a lot of fixed camera angles. Sort of similar to like a Resident Evil. Or like uh, Devil May Cry. Yeah, 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 because it was made by Shinji Mikami. Yeah. So it'd be interesting to see how that plays with people who never had that experience before. Yeah, forced perspective gameplay. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah. Like it meant like the first four Resident Evils were all like that too. Well, I mean, you, know uh, I mean? you got some of that in Nier Automata. So a lot of people played That's that. That's true. Yeah, Nier Automata so was if a pretty big like, game. Which was like a huge homage to just games. Right, right. That came before it. True. Very um, true. So, like, run stuff like that. Right? Yeah. Where it's like you're doing the top-down segments and stuff like so that. I thought that was a really interesting thing. I did not expect Onomusha to make that comeback, but I think they're going to gauge interest on in this, and hopefully we see an original title. Well, think about it. In like, their future. Well, that's what they did with Bayonetta. Yeah, that's true. They're like, hey, we yeah. want to make another Bayonetta. We think yeah. it'll do really good. And then they drop like, hey, let's do Bayonetta stuff for Bayonetta 1. And they remastered it, and it sold like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Critical success, too. Yeah. Yeah, it got great reviews. People are into it. Yeah. yeah, it worked out really well. So hopefully the same thing happens with Onomusha because that was a great series up through PS2, Xbox One days. Uh, it'd be nice to see it come back. Until we see Armored Core, I'm not impressed. You said until we see Armored Core? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would I would settle for Ring of Red. So, Ring of Red 2. It'll yeah, never yeah. happen, but it'd be awesome. So just write from software love letter. Yeah, are you kidding me? So the most recent reported open world Star Wars game, it was reported to be in development by EA's Vancouver studio, no mainly for their various sports titles. Here we go. Stop. You ready for this? No. So it has officially been canceled. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. So this news just came out last week. Uh, <laughs> EA is now saying it's being replaced with a smaller project codenamed Orca. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I'm saying that this is this is my take on this. EA needs to give up this license. Yeah. Okay. Star Wars and EA need to break up. Like it's Why? done. They've had plenty of time to pull this off. So 
Here's they the killed. Thing. They killed thirteen thirteen. They killed Amy Henning's game, and another they killed the open world one. Yeah. Okay. So Disney, I don't know why you guys did this in the first place. Um, first off, EA does not have a good re- reputation in the industry by the player base at all. Well, and, EA does not make and games not that for licensed stuff. Certainly, like they do sports games, obviously amazing, right? Oh, they do so okay. bonkers. Sorry, every year. let me back up. I'm yeah. going to exclude uh, sports and racing games. Right, right. EA does a fantastic job with yeah. those. And that while mechanically their games are solid, mm-hmm. EA is not liked. Right, it is not somebody you want to partner with because it is a flaming ship. Right, and that could go down at any moment. Yeah. Um, I don't think it will because it, it'll ride the laurel. Well, look of at some of their has. acquisitions too. So, like your Biowares of the world, right? And how? Yeah, and everything you know, died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything died. But, but let's not even talk about that though. But look at other IPs. They let other people make these games for them, and we see some games become hits. Right. Um, some of them much more than others, of course. But like, think um, Games Workshop, so Warhammer. Yep. Oh you yeah, get a, you get a decent amount of games in it that are okay. Yeah, good amount of them are junk, but then you get some that are like phenomenal gems mm-hmm. for what they are. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, uh, to give you an example, um, THQ made Space Marine. Yeah, Space Marine when it came out, phenomenal game. I, I have that. It's yeah, probably it's still playable. Yeah, yeah. But it felt like it was a Warhammer game, um, and then all of a sudden we got. Uh, Battlefleet Gothic Armada mm-hmm. and Armada Two, of course, is about to yep. launch this. Uh, this I think it's like in a week. Yeah, I've got. I've got it actually. It's very soon. Yeah. Next is an amazing game, so far. Then we also had Blood Bowl. Maybe that's that's right. Yeah, Blood, Blood Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, Blood Bowl Two, of course, was phenomenal. Was that a THQ game? I don't think uh, THQ did Blood Bowl. I could be wrong though. Okay, they may have. Yeah, but like the thing is, like they've got games being developed constantly. The ones that don't do well fade in the background, mm-hmm. and so the so the IP is not judged by it. Right, but the good ones come to the forefront and just heighten the IP. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, even like what, like Space Hulk, they did, and then there was another one uh, that was like Space Hulk, but like Left for Dead style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, what was it? The name was. It's um, I've got it. Ah, oh, jeez, I, I remember those. Yeah, they were like survival horror space. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Ah, oh, what were they called? It's killing me right now. I don't know. Dead Space. No. Oh, well, Dead Space was fun. But yeah, it's yeah. not nothing to do with the war. Oh, universe. okay, okay. But yeah, I- interestingly, yeah. But like, that's a weird. That's weird that they do it. So they have. How long have they had the Warhammer property now? For freaking ever. No, nobody has it. That's the thing. Nobody holds exclusive rights to the Warhammer property. So how are they publishing it? They have the okay. You can get. Uh, you can get non-exclusive rights to making their games. Interesting. So that's what I'm. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say is that I get that there is a a lot of payout for giving a company exclusive rights. Yeah. But you shouldn't have done it with EA. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. all. Two K would have been a safe bet. Maybe Activision. Um, if, if, if you're looking for a massive publisher, anyway. No, I don't think so. Blizzard, I don't think... oh, Blizzard would have been a good one, but it'd be competing. Well, Activision, with too many of their games. Activision and Blizzard are the same company now. Well, yeah. Actually, uh, Blizzard and Activision are tanking right now, so massively. W- why? Well, the Diablo fiasco that they put out. Oh, yeah. Mobile version of Diablo. Oh, no, out. I didn't know about that. It was a total sellout. Yeah. yeah. And people, like, it was hilarious. Oh, we should watch the video for it. They do the announcement, and they're like, yeah, what do you guys think? Crowd dead fucking silent. Oh, oh, it was amazing at, at the BlizzCon. last BlizzCon or whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, brutal. Oh, it was so good. That's brutal. And they kept trying to hype it, and it was yeah. like, nope. 
Well, Nobody cared. People are are extremely weary of mobile games at this point, especially yeah. licensed mobile games, cause because they're, they're, they're always they are cash, cash grabs. Yeah. yeah. If they if somebody made and then sorry some some people do make them mobile games that are just games on your phone. Those ones are great. Yeah. But the ones that are cash grabs are obvious. First off. Yeah, yeah, and they become extremely like annoying too yeah. because they're always hitting you up for cash, right? Yeah. So I hate that. Hate yeah. it. So anyway, I I haven't played any mobile games lately either, man. So I've even gotten off that bandwagon. Dude, for a uh, while. just get download uh, War of the Lions, Final Fantasy Tactics. Yeah, actually, I think I've already purchased it. I just haven't downloaded it oh, in okay. a while. Yeah, or yeah, or get a uh, Star Wars uh, Old Republic. Oh, that's right. That is on there. Fun. You know yeah. what I do? Want to play? I want to play the old Bard's Tale games. I think they came out. Oh, do they? Yeah, yeah. So I want to play those, and then um, so like the one from Xbox, and then the original one, and then because I heard they're actually doing a Bard's Tale uh, four. Actually, I think uh, Langrisser is coming over to... That's right, Langrisser. I've been seeing uh, tomorrow. advertisements. Yeah. Tomorrow, actually, it comes so out. So that's, com- that's right on. So but uh, that, of... that might actually have uh, money grab stuff in sure, it. Sure, yeah, but I think it, at its core it'll still be a good... A fun game, yeah, because it's like tactics, yeah. yeah. There was one that... Uh, we'll, we'll talk about it uh, maybe next episode. There was one that's coming out this month uh, that looked a lot like Suikoden, and they were advertising on Facebook, and you mm-hmm. had to pay like a buck seventy nine to quote unquote pre order it to own it. So when it comes yeah. out, so I paid the buck seventy nine. So I figure I could talk about that when it comes out to okay. do a little cool. mobile game review. Yeah. So unless it turns out to be a cash grab, in which case in which I will case just never cares. play just it again. Fade, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but for buck seventy nine, I figure yeah, whatever. So last thing I wanted to kind of bring up, um, and we'll talk maybe more about this. In fact, I kind of have it on the docket for episode. 30 so hopefully rob can watch it by then thanks is uh, a little show called hellier oh so right, it yeah. just came out and this is an art house production it's done by a very small studio uh, partnered with planet weird uh i think that's what they're called uh weekend weird planet weird productions uh so these guys are run by uh greg and dana newkirk and i think they used to live actually in kitchener really yeah of all places so they're from canada my and now they're living in cincy kitchener. yeah so yeah. Kind of close to home for us. And so I've been following them for a long time because he used to curate a site called Who Forted, as in like 14 Science. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, wow. Charles Fort. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. It's play on words. Anyway, he doesn't run that <laughs> site anymore. They, now they just do a, a website called Week and Weird, which is like all of the weird news stories that come out. It could be like, you know, cryptids or aliens or, or witchcraft or, or whatever. You know, sorcery yeah. or whatever. Yeah, possessed shit. Yeah. So just anything. Anyway, they had a story in 2012. So this is forever ago that this started. Right, yeah. and this is maybe the first time we've ever talked about anything paranormal here, but I love paranormal shit, right? Sure. I just, I really dig this stuff. And uh, so basically what happened in 2012, I think he was still running the old site. He'd gotten these emails from this strange man named like David Christie, I think the guy. And anyway, the guy had written him and said, he said, hey, I, I heard you're the guy to talk to. I got this problem. He's like, I live in Kentucky, old mining country. I got this old mine on my property. And he says at night, there's these like creatures or little people who are coming onto my property and harassing us. They stole my dog. Like they took the dog, never saw the dog again. And all these things are happening to us at night. Right. And he's like, what do I do? Like, do I hire somebody to come out here and scare him off? Or like, can you come out and investigate or whatever? So then, uh, so, th- so Greg Newkirk writes him back. He doesn't yeah. hear back for a while. A few months later, the guy writes back and says, look, he's like, sorry for not getting back to you. We're moving. Like we're out of here. Right. The, yeah. one, of, one of the creatures came up to my daughter's window and was like tapping on her window one night. They were trying to see in, but they were too short. So they just, you know, basically were just tapping on the window to try and get her attention. Right. So he's like, we're just, we're out of here. Like I'm moving my family out. I'm going to stay for a few days. He said, I'll try to get some pictures for you. And, and Greg's like, okay, great. Yeah, try it or whatever. The guy does write back. And he provides pictures of, like, these crazy three-toed footprints in his yard. And they look legit like footprints. They have, like, you know, dermal ridges and things like that underneath. They look like actual footprints. And then he has 
pictures of the thing. There's one hiding behind a tree, like partially obscured by a tree, and he sent a picture of that. And it's like, what the fuck is this? It looks like a freaking little gray alien type dude hiding behind the tree. Really? It's crazy. So anyway, and then and then uh, this ended up, I guess, being put on the back burner by by Greg and Dana at that point because it, it ultimately became this bigger project. But they also lost track of this guy, David Christie. Mm-hmm. Right, and they also didn't have a lot of information about where it occurred. So anyway, the the series basically picks up right there. So the first episode will kind of walk you through like the lead up to them going and doing the official investigation yeah. down to Eastern Kentucky, and it's interesting just how you know in a lot of ways it ends up being what you expect, and in a lot of ways it doesn't end up being what you expect in terms of the investigation. Yeah. But it's such a cool story, and the series it's a documentary series. Each episode is like. 50 minutes to an hour, you know, of them doing their investigation with, with the film huh. crew. And uh, it's just interesting how it kind of unfolds. And it's interesting seeing how they talk a lot about synchronicities in it, things yeah. that are happening that shouldn't be related to one another, but because of the situation they're in yeah. are related to what, to what they're going through. Right. Yeah. So interesting. Huh. So it was really fun to watch. So I, I would say like, if, if, you know, what ultimately you want to see is just a bunch of high def pictures of, of like monsters in Kentucky caverns. You're, you're, pretty much not going to see that but you should watch it uh simply because it's extremely good filmmaking like they did such a great job on it uh it's on youtube right now Uh, i looked yesterday it only been out for like a day and i think the first episode already had like twenty thousand views so i think Mm -hmm. this thing is going to catch on a little bit be a little bit of a craze i really really enjoyed it so i highly recommend watching it i think we should probably just do like a full review and spoiler cast at some point and kind of give it the attention it deserves because they clearly put in a lot of work on it And, and i think there'll be some divisive opinions to come out about it as well right so from Hmm. from not just from the paranormal community but also just from people who are into doc films and and want to kind of talk about it and engage with it right Mm -hmm. so it'll be uh an interesting thing man but i highly recommend watching it. it's called hellier and it's spelled h-e-l-l-i-e-r after a town in in kentucky uh where some of the story takes place but yeah i'd I'd highly recommend going to checking it out on youtube i I think you'll really enjoy it so if you're if you're into paranormal yeah of course yeah yeah, i play call of cthulhu of course i am Oh, that's right. That's right. So, and it's cool because uh, you ever hear of like uh, the Kentucky Goblins, yeah. stuff like that, yeah. uh, the, the Hopkinsville Goblins, right? Where the people are set upon by these creatures in 1955 one night. And, and the creatures are basically, or ostensibly, the creatures photographed and described uh, by this David Christie guy, right? Yeah. And uh, so it's just interesting that like, oh, maybe. So like, I guess they must cover that in the uh, doc. They talk a little bit about it. Yeah, they even, t- they even touch on Mothman because there's there's characters from the Mothman prophecies who eventually come into play in this story. It's oh, so bizarre. Yeah, it's so bizarre. I'll check so, it out. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, really cool stuff though, man. Really fun stuff. Okay, uh, I'd highly recommend watching it. So that's that's a little bit about Hellier. Uh, before you get into that, cool. you did yeah. something. You did a special campaign for Pathfinder. Is that what it was? Oh yeah, we, we were doing a small side mythic campaign. Yeah, and yeah. this this sounded interesting to me because this didn't sound like normally what you talk about. So can you maybe give a quick explanation what this? Entailed? Okay, so what it was was. Uh, um, our normal host, who we may actually have on here, maybe in the soon. next one or soon. Yeah. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Um, and he normally hosts for us, and he just uh, because life, you know, works stuff like that. He just <laughs> do, couldn't prepare enough for the session, right? Which is rare for him. He's almost always like hundred percent on top of it, mm. or at least enough that uh, it seems like he's on top of it. There's sometimes where you're like, hmm, I don't think you prepared as much this time. <laughs> but no, overall, he does a great job. And uh, so anyway, he was just too busy. And one of the other guys, who's also a phenomenal player and host, says, yeah, I'm going to just do this one shot, mm. which has now turned into two sessions just because we were yeah, we were being slow. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, that, my yeah. understanding is the DM didn't help with that. The DM didn't help with that? Because people were getting trapped and completely held back, like your character, from progressing. Oh no, no, that's not what happened. No, so what happened was no, that was funny. I had nothing to do with nothing on on the because on that the was host. Adam's character, and he was like impulsive and totally messing people up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's good. So that's what good. ended up happening was uh, we got into this fight, and we're fighting, and everyone's like these mythic characters. So like we have like a really really weird party, but like it was pre-made by the DM, so we all yeah. just kind of pick up a character and play. I'm playing a gnome ninja. <laughs> This is the goofiest thing. And I fight with a battle ladder. A battle ladder. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah so gnome just make sure battle we ladder. heard that right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that's my whole shtick is that, right? And, like, it's actually hilarious. It's a very, very powerful character. It's built really, really nicely. Yeah. And everyone had all these cool characters, yada, yada, yada. We get to this point where we're fighting these cultists, and we know that they are possessed. Um, they're actually these ghosts called butts, hilariously enough. It's like okay. B-H-U-T or something yeah, like that. yeah. Which, of course, numerous jokes Oh, dude, came that from. would be so much fun, yeah. And uh, jokes. the whole thing was, like, as you kill the cultists, these things would fly out and yeah. attack you. Ghosts, they're ghosts. That's great. So what happened was everyone kind of got fly put on their character except for me because there was, like, oh, well, you're a ninja. You can, like, run up walls and shit and use your ladder and stuff. Okay. So you're probably not going to need yeah, fly. Yeah. And I'm thinking, like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever, right? Anyway... As the fight progresses, from the very beginning, I can't engage because if I do, I'm going to jump into the middle of these enemies and they're going to kill me on the next round. Because you're the only one out of ground. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So then what ends up happening is as we kind of start to deal with them, the fight goes to the sky. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, cool. I look at my sheet. No ranged weapon. All right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm like... I don't have fly. I have no way of getting fly on my character right now. Cause so what did you do each turn? Like, did you... Uh, not much. Yeah, did you just, like, defend, roll, defend, roll, defend, yeah. roll? Okay. But, I mean, like, in the other combat scenarios where I do actually fight, my character outputs about 104 damage turn. Yeah, so extremely powerful. Yeah. In situations where you can use it. Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, he's, like, a level 10 character, cool. so... Yeah, that's awesome, man. <laughs> Good times. A successful campaign. Uh yeah no it's been a, it's actually been a blast yeah, and uh, I'm interested to see kind of where it goes yeah but speaking of yeah in the next episode possibly the very next episode we're gonna do a spoiler cast for DBZ uh, I'm sorry DB Super Broly yeah I keep saying DBZ and then uh, Adam will be on that hopefully and he'll be able to talk up Pathfinder because I really want to get into uh, a little bit of the history behind it so I think a lot of people are aware yeah. of things like D and D and role playing games but I, I really want to actually get into uh, Pathfinder. Kind, of, kind of the lore and the history behind it because Pathfinder I think for me would be the most accessible one based on what I witnessed with you guys um, and, and I think it's a really interesting game yeah a lot of people look at Pathfinder like oh my god so much to learn so many mechanics yada 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 and that's fine that's fair yeah but um, it has some things uh, unique to it maybe unique is not the right word things that has developed well right. over time that beats out pretty much any other tabletop in its class yeah, i'd agree with that yeah 5e everyone's like oh my god 5e 5e is not that much easier than pathfinder yeah and it's got a lot less in it right it's yeah. like it's like saying like hey i know you like pokemon you know red blue silver mm-hmm. stuff like that okay so here's the new game pokemon go <laughs> okay that's so, what D 5e five is, five yeah, yeah. is complete, to pathfinder complete offshoot yeah offshoot okay but like it's funny because pathfinder is an offshoot of D 3.5 sure Sure. And I would argue um, it cleans it up really, really nicely. Yeah. And it came together, and then 5e. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, play 5e, and I did. I did. I played a couple yeah, of adventures. Yeah. It, it was fun, 
but it's like yeah it feels like i'm playing with um connects when i should be like designing a robot interesting well that's cool they just try to make it more accessible <laughs> yeah yeah and they do but at the same time it's like it's like going into a game and playing the tutorial yeah and then be like man i like this and then just keep playing the and tutorial the, and then the dm starts charging you microtransactions <laughs> no, no no it's not even that just <laughs> you just keep playing the tutorial yeah. he starts he starts, you never he go starts on. giving you loot boxes you never learn advanced stuff yeah yeah oh really yeah. no that's what 5e feels like yeah yeah that's weird it is not a lot to it. When you do yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. Cool. cool. So looking forward to the Pathfinder talk. That'll be potentially next week. Okay, getting into the main topic. This is what you all showed up for, I think. So it's timestamped, so you could have jumped right here, or you could have gone through the whole journey with us through the rest of this wild and crazy episode, Return to Form for 2019. Uh, however, we are going to spoil cast and review... da 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 I don't know why I did that, but it's Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So we finally saw it. So I, you didn't see it before last week, right? Yeah. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay, so that was the second time you saw it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, you should have so many insights. <laughs> So that, that's good, actually. So I like yeah, it. No, yeah, no, uh, yeah. It was the first time I saw it, though. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad you let on anything because it, it turned out I was very, very impressed by it. So, yeah. And seeing it for the first time, sort of not knowing what to expect, was was 100% ideal. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was an incredible film. Uh, I would go as far as to say, and maybe we could debate this a little bit more later, I would go as far as to say this is the best Spider-Man film out there, the best feature film for Spider-Man that's ever been made. Yeah, I agree. So in my opinion, it's the best. Yeah, I agree. So it's just, uh, man, it took so many themes, it took so many characters, uh, characters that should not work well in a movie together at all, and made it work just beautifully, mm-hmm. absolutely beautifully. Uh, so I figured we could kind of start off by just talking about some things that we noticed about it that, that we really liked. And if you have any criticism, something you didn't like, uh, I honestly don't really have a criticism other than, man, I want more. <laughs> like, I really, I really want more. Them, yeah. So that's, yeah, uh, I think they're probably working on it at this point. Uh, it's too big of a success for them to not touch it again. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't looked up box office or anything for it yet, though. Uh, but I suspect it's actually done very, very well for itself. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I hope so. Okay, so let's see. Domestic total plus foreign. This film has actually pulled in a worldwide total of $325 million, that's which it? is – That's it? What do you mean that's it? That's oh, not, that's not real far off from like a, like a lower-end production from like a, um, all the like, – what, what are the Minions – type oh, movies yeah, yeah. yeah stuff like that so i think honestly like that's that's great considering like it probably had what like a had a 90 million dollar budget it's made 325 million mm-hmm. that's wild that's pretty good that's like a 350 percent profit yeah so that's good that's really good uh so i think yeah they're definitely gonna make more of that because they're basically printing money off this movie uh pretty cool man pretty cool it actually debuted at number one in in 3800 theaters in north america uh that weekend was good uh, actually 35 million bucks was good enough for top uh that weekend it came out but uh definitely something picked up some steam as it went along uh came out december 14th really really good film had a lot of talent in it we should mention uh jake johnson from the new girl he's the main guy in the new girl he actually played uh the the peter parker from the alternate dimension the brown-haired peter, oh, peter parker. B. Yeah. parker yeah peter b parker yeah so he yeah. played that one uh mahershala ali was in it as well. He played... Uh, oh, oh yeah, the Prowler. Prowler. Yeah, Marshall Ali played the Prowler, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah, uh, the Prowler was 
awesome. absolutely menacing character. So good. Yeah. I, I actually, like, I don't remember ever watching a Spider-Man film of any kind. It being like, oh, man, this enemy is so powerful that he's actually, like, kind of scary. Like, I don't yeah. know if Spider-Man can defeat this guy. Yeah. So, and that's exactly what Prowler well, was. It was man. like, it was such a, it was not, not just menacing, but it was like such a clear force that was going up against Spider-Man when he had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> like it, Miles, it, Miles. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, for, for Miles Morales, he was played by an actor named Shameik Moore. He was voiced by the actor Shameik Moore. Uh, that's exactly how he's, how he sort of played off is like, he has no idea what he's doing. He's a brand new Spider-Man in, in his universe. Right. And, and he needs guidance. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Haley Steinfeld uh, actually played Gwen Stacy Spider-Woman. I'm not sure what she's from. Yeah, so Mahershala Ali was Aaron Davis or The Prowler. Uh, let's see, other big names. Lily Tomlin was Mae Parker. So didn't he, I did not know that. Uh, yep. Leave Schreiber was in it. Yep. So Leave Schreiber was in it as Kingpin, wasn't he? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and then Nicolas Cage was actually in it as <laughs> Spider-Man, Noir. Spider-Man Noir, which is such a surprise. When we were watching it, I even turned it. I, I said, like, is that freaking Nick Cage? Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. So, what a role! Zoe then, Kravitz was Mary Jane Watson, uh, who was Peter's wife in both universes. Yeah, and John so, John Mulaney playing uh, Spider Ham. Spider, yeah, which yes, is a, which John is a Mulaney, comic yeah. series. Yeah, yeah, it is a comic series. Yeah, and then let's see, Kimiko Glenn. Oh, she's an actress from Orange Is the New Black. She's an Asian actress from Orange Is the New Black. So she actually played uh, Penny Parker. Yeah, 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 which is pretty funny too. So that's I didn't know that. Who so played she, uh, uh, Liv? Uh, that's Catherine Hahn. So yeah. another another comedic actress Play, plays uh, um, Olivia Octavius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We should we should say spoilers at this point. We're about to spoil the shit out of this. So oh, well, in, in in the course of reviewing it, a, but yeah, it's a spoiler. So, cast, so. It, it, it'll be in the title, so they'll know, uh, and then it'll be in the description as well. But yeah, there's a female Doctor Octavius in this. Yes, that's that's obviously Liv Octavius played by Catherine Hahn. Uh, Which was awesome. Yeah, so good. It was such a good iteration of uh, Doctor Octavius. Yeah, and it was a great reveal as well. So because yeah. at first they don't tell you the name. No. Yeah, and then at some point Wilson Fisk is like, "Oh, Doctor Octavius, do you have this for me or whatever?" And then all of a sudden the arms come out, and it's like, "Yes." Well, actually, because you know, uh, the first time uh, we we do see it, her with the arms is uh, after she's already got Peter B. Parker. Yep. She's already, they've already kidnapped him or whatever, right? Well, not really kidnapped him, but he kind of showed up, yeah, right? Yeah. And she had him in the chair. Oh, when they invaded the lab. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, she was, yeah. like, all interested. So like, oh, like, oh, like, I'm such a fan, yada, yada. Yeah. And she seems really nice. Yeah. She's, like, the lead scientist and is, like, very, like, oh, like, she's, like, rides her bike to work, stuff like that. So you're, like, oh, this is, like, a nice, like, uh, modern scientist yeah. chick. And then, uh, and then she's, like, oh, I can't wait to see, like. How much pain you can like take? Endure, and stuff like yeah. That. Endure <laughs> she starts and stuff talking like about all the shit she's gonna. And do it's to like, him. holy shit! This, and then it's like, then you, then you get the reveal, and you're like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, it's Doc Ock. So, a lot of great actors and a lot of great talent in it. Man, it, it was just chock full of talent. Uh, definitely worth a mention uh, across the board for all of that. So they did so good. Uh, there's another few actors in it. You can kind of go through this on, on Wikipedia if you want, kind of see. Um, kind of starting back at the beginning. So the idea of this is. Wilson Fisk is trying to open up an interdimensional portal uh, to parallel universes to try and recover Vanessa and his son. And And Vanessa obviously being his love interest slash wife in in many of the universes. Also, if you've watched the Netflix series. Also in Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Also in Netflix. And then uh, which, you know, leads you to constantly question, you know, which universe is this? Right. So and then there was some debate whether it was. The Raimi universe or not? Um, there was some debate. I think that was actually that was actually disproven. 
But uh, if you look at it, this one is definitely an alternate universe. I think Peter B. Parker is our Spider-Man, only mm. because that when you see his intro, yeah, um, it looks like regular New York. The Coca-Cola sign is the Coca-Cola Interesting. sign. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So I think that that is our yeah. Spider-Man, older, old and failed. Right. So <laughs> and then how it happens is Spider-Man is he's he's fighting. Let's see, it's the blonde Spider-Man. Right at the beginning, yes. so he's fighting uh, the the Green Goblin, who's this giant actual Green Goblin, which is it's terrifying. Like, it's, like a, it's like more like a demon, yeah, really. like a dragon demon type thing. And he's yeah. actually held into the beam as the universe is ripped apart. So yeah. I think it tracks his DNA. Yeah, that's, on how, accident. that's how they get all. The yeah, spiders. and that's why the spider people come because it's obviously they're different people, but they share similar DNA in each universe. Yeah. Is the idea? Uh, so that's how you end up with Spider Gwen and Penny Parker and yeah. and yeah, everybody in the same universe. So uh, Spider Ham. What's it? Peter Porker. Yeah, Peter Porker. Yeah. yeah. He was bit, he was a spider bit by a radioactive pig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good, man. No human it in there so at all. It's so good. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Play, I love it. And John Mulaney does a phenomenal job. Oh my god, it's like it's such a natural like you can tell when you got a good actor on your hands cuz it's yeah. such a natural thing, but you're watching this completely absurd character thing yeah. but he pulls it off like a looney tunes character well like, he's so good it, i mean he kind of has a bit of a track record for being successfully playing a cartoon character i mean he plays andrew in big mouth that's true yeah uh, yeah, yeah and he he played he's done a couple other things but he, as a stand-up i think he's phenomenal oh yeah he is really good it, he's, he's really good. one of the more tame acts these days but it's actually i think it, to his merit well he's smart right he's yeah. smart so he, he has yeah, yeah he, he always has good sets from what i've seen on netflix and stuff uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of how it's set up. Uh, the Peter Parker from Miles Morales universe then, where the movie actually takes place, yes. uh, is actually killed early on. So, which is very interesting for a Spider-Man film. Yeah. So he's literally killed by the Kingpin. Yeah. Brutal fashion. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty surprising there. Now, Miles, obviously at this point, I, I think at this point he's already been bit by the spider. He was bit just before he sees yes. all this going down. Right. Yeah. And, because, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's where he runs in the, uh, Spider-Man and Spider-Man's going to like, hey, I'm going to teach you these things. Yeah. But we got finished this first. He's running back in to find the spider to see if it was a spider like what bit Spider-Man, presumably, yeah. because he's been back at school and he's sticking to things and he doesn't know why and he keeps saying it's puberty or yeah. whatever, but obviously it's not because he's turning into Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, so that's why he goes back into the, into the, uh, the subway uh, yes. to try and find um, the spider itself. And that, that's when he runs into the fight happening between uh, Peter Parker uh, from his universe, the blonde yeah. one. And uh, and and the actual goblin, Green Goblin. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty wild. Huge set piece there too. It was a really cool fight. Uh, so the cool thing I thought early on about Miles Morales was just like they really spent a lot of care and a lot of time, and and the writing was very good, sort of showing like this is a guy who's not comfortable with his powers. This is a guy who doesn't know how to use them. Yeah. So because if you look at every other Spider-Man film ever made, that's an origin version, yeah. right? It's basically like. You know, he picks up the powers and he's good to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you look at the Andrew Garfield uh, yeah. or, or uh, who's the other guy? Uh, uh, Toby, Toby McGuire, yeah. Spider-Man, right? Yeah, yeah. There's usually like a music montage or something where they're like. Figuring you know, it out. Yeah, yeah. figuring it out, shooting webs, swinging for the first time, all that good stuff. And then all of a sudden there's Spider-Man. Yeah. Right? And Miles is just like crash and burn. Yeah. Over and over. Every and step over. of the way, man. But he also, uh, he doesn't just have Spider-Man's powers either. He also has two other powers. That's right. He has added powers. Yeah. He does have added powers. So, and this was a really cool reveal in the film as well. I think it must have been like this in his comic too. I never read his comic, mm -hmm. but this this must be exactly how it was. Uh, I'm sorry. What Miles Morales has now that <laughs> there was a whole thing that just happened. <laughs> try, try but it was cut out. Yeah, yeah. There's... <laughs> 
he has Venom Blast, which is the electricity. Yeah. Okay. And then he has invisibility. So those are the two added attacks that he has in 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 this universe, right? Yeah. So it, they're put to good use in this, right? So the first time he meets Peter B. Parker. Uh, when he's visiting the grave of his own Peter Parker, uh, he accidentally uses the Venom Blast against Peter B. Parker because he's yeah like he, startled. He tases him. Yeah, and, and Peter B. Parker is my favorite one in the film. So he's uh, a slightly overweight, lazy, pizza-loving Spider-Man or Peter Parker from possibly our universe, right? He's he's it our Spider-Man. It looks that way. It looks like yeah, it, yeah. and and he's he's put on a little bit of weight. He's still yeah. wearing the costume, though, but he's also wearing and, like a long coat and sweatpants for the entire movie. Sweatpants, yeah, which is so good, it's man. Because it's like Spider-Man, and then the pants are sweatpants. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> and he's got a bit of a belly, which is yeah. like cool because I got a bit of a belly. I'm like, hey, he's like us. <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, it was it was really funny because like, it, but his story was a little bit sad too, in a sense it because was. like, yeah, he he was like panicking in his relationship with mary jane yeah he's coming from and a they, not good place because she wanted to have kids and settle down and he, he didn't he, want that yeah or he thought he didn't want well that. he thought he didn't want yeah, it. yeah. So, so that's where he's coming from he's showing up as like depressed you know dejected spider-man yeah like it shows him getting like all of that he's like you know just in my place doing crunches you know uh stuff like that it's like his belly's like falling it, but, but it shows him when he gets he, sucked he, up he, by by the uh particle accelerator yeah he's eating pizza he gets sucked up into the hole first and then you see webbing shoot out to grab a piece of pizza and then it hits the ceiling <laughs> not fast enough so he's obviously this is a this is a Peter Parker or a Spider Man who who has different motivations at this yeah. point, uh, and this is ultimately who trains Miles Morales right ostensibly yeah. you know between him. Well, and, the thing is like he's good. He's clearly like Spider Man. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no denying that he is, has had. Yeah, he, he's got a he's cool just, head. He's yeah. just like he has made some bad life choices. Right, right, right. It's not go- was it spider themed restaurant he opened? Yeah, they they <laughs> referred to like he tried to open a spider themed restaurant. He made some really bad like failed. financial choices. He's made a lot of bad life choices. Yeah. So the jokes were so good, man. The yeah, jokes were. were so good. And then you have Spider Gwen who kind of pops up in the uh, when they're breaking out of the uh, facility. Mm-hmm. So they're breaking out of there. Spider Gwen shows up and she's extremely adept. Yeah. Uh, that's also about when you learn that they're like being damaged on a molecular level yes. by being in the wrong universe. Yes. So you learn about that. And then a uh, short time after that, you get uh, Peter Porker, AKA Spider-Ham. So uh, and, and uh, Nick, Cage's, Nick Cage, Spider-Man noir. Uh, Spider-Man yeah. Noir, and then uh, the 2084, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. So Penny Parker Penny is Parker, yeah. the one that's like way out of left field. I yeah. did not expect this. So, and this is like an anime character version. Yeah. Uh, that's an actual comic, but uh, of Spider-Man where it's basically uh, what's, so her dad has become the spider itself. Is that yeah, it? Or, or he made it. Or he, he made, made it. It's a machine. And it it's has like his a, consciousness or something, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but the spider is technologically advanced and actually is able to make a robot that she pilots. Yeah, that she is makes in it a Spider-Man yeah, like colors. She makes it with the, with the spider and the spider controls the suit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then they've teamed up. So it's basically her and the spider piloting a mech suit. It's, yeah. It's so good. Like, I, I, I actually want to read this now yeah. to find out what it's all about because it was, it was so cool. out of left yeah. field. So, anyways, so that's the team. Yeah, that's the team they move forward with. I, I I think I may have mentioned this to you when we had seen it, but uh, one thing I actually really liked about Spider Gwen specifically, yeah, is that every Spider-Man comic where Gwen's just Gwen Stacy, she dies right in in Spider-Man's arms and Peter Parker's. Yes, arms. that's right. That's like always happens. And then in her origin story, um, Peter is actually. Um, uh, her best friend. Yeah, her best friend. Yeah. But he's also, uh, he's like the lizard. 
Oh, that's uh, right. Guy, I can't he was the lizard. Well, um, uh, I can't remember his name right now, but oh, yeah, oh, yeah I'm gonna look back at this and be like, idiot. Yeah, yeah. Well. Uh, but no, it, so he was uh, he, that that was him, and then uh, she beats him. Yep. And uh, but in the process, of course, he dies mm. in her arms, though. Yes. And so that's, Such and a cool that's twist. what causes her to become very secluded. Yeah. And, and the movie like, the movie shows this too. So mm-hmm. the movie shows the dramatic backstory of each of these spider people, right? yeah. which is really cool. So uh, I don't remember the Spider Man Noir backstory. <laughs> I don't remember. The, the all, for him it was more almost like comedy because it was like all the noir tropes. Like oh, I hold I uh, hold a match in my finger just to feel it burn down. So oh I feel yeah, pain yeah, and, and it stuff doesn't like that. burn down all the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's like stuff like that. And I was like, and it's voiced by Nick Cage because you're just like. God damn it, guys. It was perfect. Oh, what no. a perfect casting. What a typecast, yeah. Yeah, perfect yeah. typecast. So good. And then uh, Spider-Ham, obviously, it was, it was, it was a cartoon. It was just, yeah, it was the cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, showing, uh, showing the, the, Those, the, the spider pig, getting bit by the pig, yeah. By the pig, yeah. <laughs> and then, like, a couple kind of comical things. Yeah, so really just a good, good, good origin stories all around. Obviously, they spent a little bit more time on the main ones, which are Spider-Gwen and Peter B. Parker. Uh, really good. Aunt May was really good in it, too. Yeah, uh, cool. So this was the, the fully involved militarized aunt may yeah so well, she ends up giving uh, morales his suit yep. and his web slayers yep so this is true yeah yeah and that's an interesting detail too is uh so miles morales had no way to shoot webbing for most of the movie right he had well, to borrow yeah. a web shooter well, from peter b parker yeah yeah which is really funny yeah so it was a good set piece too where they each have just one i do like that they all were um web shooter spider-man spider-man do not not the mutation spider-man that's right that's yeah. right yeah yeah so oh i guess that's one way that we knew it wouldn't be the raimi universe because they no. didn't have yeah the mutation yeah. spider-man yeah so that's interesting the enemies in this were freakish, man. From the very beginning, the Green Goblin iteration they had, being a giant dragon-like demon, demon creature, yeah. was pretty cool. Well, even Fisk is massive. Fisk is massive. It looks like a Rubik's Cube Pretty creepy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically his head is like in the middle of his body somehow. Yeah. His shoulders are so big. It looks a little bit like Gru, I thought, from <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the way looking at it. That would be funny. And then uh, Tombstone was normal Tombstone, basically. Scorpion was... I don't I even forget, know. I always forget about Tombstone. Scorpion. Scorpion was like a hybrid cyborg. Yeah, he had like four cyborg like spider legs or scorpion, scorpion legs, legs, and yeah. then the stinger and then man arms. Yeah. So it was pretty bizarre. And then who am I missing? Oh, uh, Prowler Man. Holy shit. What a cool character. Yeah. So this this spoiler cast, obviously, we're going to spoil everything. This turns out to be Miles Morales' uncle, which you pretty much figure out, you know, Pretty much halfway through, right? Yeah. This this is Uncle, right? And uh, so, but man, the way they animated him and his fluid movement, how aggressive the the character the sound, was, sound was and the big... sound. Oh my god! Like it was you so kept hearing cool. that that like loud screeching. Yeah, like this thing. definitely seemed like a guy that could kill any one of those spider people, right? Yeah. But I just thought it was interesting that like man, Miles Morales Spider Verse is like it looks like the toughest one, man. Like mm-hmm. the enemies in it are absolutely freakish. Yeah. So even like Doctor Octavius, like she had different arms too. They weren't metal. They no, were like she had a uh, like a air like pneumatic. Yeah, they were like yeah uh, pneumatic pressure controlled. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, so tentacles. Cool. And it was very cool though. Yeah, because yeah. her thing was like less like the mechanical and more like the bio. Yeah, which made uh, her lighter. You know what I mean? And probably better to move right than yeah. than the regular Doc Doc Ock. So yeah. I thought it was so cool. Yeah, really, just all around good job with the enemies. I thought. Um, seeing if I missed anybody in the enemies, I really didn't. Prowler is is revealed as his uncle later on in the movie, mm-hmm. and uh, and he doesn't kill Miles, obviously. Yeah. So, but but then Fist kills him, which was also kind of a twist. It was what kind of feeds into Miles, kind of pushing forward. Yeah. Miles's dad plays a big part in it too. Yep. Obviously, so. which is hilarious 
his, the, whoever they got to play his dad did a phenomenal job. Yeah, he did do a really character. good job. Yeah. Yeah. So, but so. he's sort of egging him on academically and sending Peter, uh, Peter, Miles to like a boarding school and Miles is not all about it. Uh, yeah. In fact, he's, he's, he's trying, to, he's trying, trying to, yeah, he's trying to, to fail. get kicked out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I did like how his, uh, his, yeah, because his dad's whole thing was that he wants his son to have the best life possible. Right. 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 That's his whole thing. Yeah. And so it was, it was, it was neat to see that. But yeah, I do like that. The, the even the teacher size, like statistically, you would have gotten some of these wrong. Yeah, if so you didn't know what way, you were doing. Yeah, so yeah, the only way that you got all of them wrong was if you knew all the right answers and you picked the wrong. Yeah, it was a true purpose. false test, right? Yeah. It was a true false test. So and then uh, he just picked the opposite of all the right answers. So she gave him a hundred on it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> she was trying to kick it. Yeah, it yeah. was good. It was good. So, but yeah, I think him and his dad. That relationship was central to the whole thing. It definitely yeah. came into play at the end. Uh, really, really cool, really, really cool sort of yeah. relationship there. And actually, a deeper relationship between uh, Spider-Man character, mainly Miles Morales. Yeah. And he, honestly, that, his relationship with Peter B. Parker, yeah. uh, his his uh, newer relationship with Aunt May, these are all, like, deeper relationships than really we see in pretty much every Spider-Man film, except for, like, Homecoming. Which is, which is pretty crazy that you have these live-action things that people who can't just portray as well as these animated yeah things and the animation uh quick quick side note uh it's animated at 12 frames per second yes that's what gives it that iconic style yes it it, it looks like uh almost like the, the frames of a comic flipping yeah well that's, what, yeah, that's exactly what it feels like it feels like somebody's just like okay now stand here yeah. i'm gonna flip through this book that's right. like a billion pages and you just watch this movie, and, and, we're gonna have and to I noticed early on you could see the grain of the comic page. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they in have, the film. They do the, the they do the the hat. They do the hash work and the dots and all the other stuff. Yeah, like they and, and they show iconic comic stuff when when they're flipping back and forth between scenes and action sequences that are happening. They're using comic frames to do it that are yeah. moving around on the screen in various but like styles. tastefully done. Like there's yeah. like not like um not like the original Hulk. What was that one whole movie? Right, that okay, really yeah, bad. yeah, not not like that. Yeah, not like yeah, that. We're just Eric like we're, where it, it the picture falls back and becomes animated and no. it falls away. It's not like that. Like no. the, these are actual frames that are, that are all animated that look good. Yeah, they yeah. like cannot overstate how good this movie looked. Yeah, visually, it's, the music was phenomenal. Visually, it's one of the nicest films I think I've ever seen. Like it, for animated, it's among the best. I think it was good to see in three D. Yeah. yeah. Oh. It was really good in 3D. Told Dude, you. you will never ever hear that from me because I typically despise seeing 3D movies. Yeah. There's so a, there's I hate few, wearing two pairs of glasses. There's a few times where going and suffering through the 3D experience is worth it. This um, is one of them. That's for sure. This one, most animated movies are pretty good for it. And like Avatar, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Everything else don't even a movie bother. Came out in like 2008 at this point, so yeah, yeah like a decade ago, right? Yeah. Over a decade ago. So, but that's just it, man. Like, it has, every, to, be sh- it has to be shot for 3D. Otherwise, it just, don't bother. It absolutely kills me that everything about this movie was so good. Like, this is the best superhero film that Sony has ever produced, ever, hands down. Yeah. And and this is what two months after I, Venom I came out. Oh, Venom like, was garbage. Yeah, dude. Oh, how my. how did the same studio that allowed Venom to get through? also allow this to get through mm-hmm. it's crazy to me like the production values literally couldn't be more different yeah the really bad quality control I, i'm just i'm blown away by it like I, I i i just i can't even wrap my mind around how different these films actually turned out right so they're yeah. films that you know take place in different universes same storylines right but but man venom was just it was it was a hot 
stinking mess compared to this. You know, like I just yeah. Well, they didn't make a Venom movie though. That's the that's the problem. They didn't make a Venom movie. They made a movie with a character named and looked like Venom. That Venom. unfortunately made like a billion dollars. So they're gonna make another one now. But yeah, it's and and, and you know honestly. If you if you've been putting off seeing this movie, I think there's still a chance in most markets that you can still see it, uh, Spider Man in the Spider Verse. But but you gotta go see it. Like if if you haven't gone yeah. to it, yeah, it's so so good. Uh, the film does end on on as, as high note as it can. You know, given the fact that the characters have to return to their own universes or die, and then uh, and mm-hmm. then obviously Spider Man has to defeat Wilson Fisk in the end and, and the Particle Accelerator and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, it just it ends on a high note. It's so good. You get to see the birth of a new Spider Man, and and you want to see more. Yeah. You just want to see more. Like it's, uh, it really left me sitting there thinking, like, God damn, I want another one of these in a couple of years. You know what? Uh, I honestly think they should do. Uh, they should give this treatment to Ghost Rider when uh, they when he t- passes the torch to uh, Robbie Rodriguez. Would yeah, be awesome. Yeah, to see it really in cool. this style, like this animation style. It'd be amazing. They could do so do much that. more with it. Oh yeah. So, because up to this point, I don't. I mean, I, I know you like Ghost Rider in. Um, Agents, Agents of Shield, Shield. Yeah, which, is, yeah. which is also Robbie Rodriguez. Yeah, that, but yeah. but I haven't seen it, and uh, but but I feel like they still couldn't do a lot just because of budget constraints. Oh man, you have no idea what you're missing out on. God Seriously, damn. you have no God idea. Damn. It's so good. <laughs> you seem very convincing right now. I think I need to see this. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm not saying I know what I'm talking about all the time, but you know, <laughs> well, I think you do a lot no, of time. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm, no. I'm convinced. I, no, I will it's, see it. I will it's see it. Uh, like okay, Agents I'm of, really good at watching shows now. Agents of Shield is what it is it is like low rate avengers moving constantly in the background so there's a lot of episodes where you're like okay whatever yeah move along but there is legitimately segments of the story that are phenomenally done yeah and i think that it it does not get the merit it deserves Mm. as a show but I also think that obviously sometimes it, they totally drop the ball on it. So yeah, I mean I, I understand the flack it gets. Yeah, but I, I think it's good. Dude, I, like don't go in expecting like the Avengers in the distant in- future when we're when we're like all we're doing is creating content or and and we're actually getting Patreon <laughs> subscribers to pay us to do it. I think we should do like a whole podcast series just on something like uh, Agents uh, Agents of Shield. And then nice. we could just do one episode. We could like do a spoil cast of one or two episodes per episode, and just work our way through the whole series. Mm-hmm. Right? That'd be so much fun. Yeah. Like uh, so, yeah, and then and because you get to study all the Marvel stuff along the way and kind of catch up on stuff you've missed out I, on. I, that is the only thing that I really, really, really want to do more of is being able to expand my repertoire of knowledge of the comics themselves. Yeah, that that'd be my favorite part. Yeah. Uh like going back and reading every comic. Yeah. So hint hint wink wink people, if you want us to do content like that and you enjoy content like that, please hit us up on Patreon. So even two bucks a month, right, would be an enormous help, right? To help subsidize everything we're looking to do. Uh I got dude, I got I got a lot more ideas than I got money and time at this point. So uh, I I really am full full steam ahead of your content creation. So um yeah. yeah, it'll yeah. it'll it'll come to you eventually. But the thing is, like, if you do want it faster, things like that do help. But yeah, yeah, I digress. That ah, doesn't. <laughs> I don't want to go on a huge sales pitch about it. So yeah, well, we haven't in a long time. I think we're pretty good about it. No, so yeah. I listen to other a lot of other podcasts, and I'll tell you, those guys spend a lot of time talking about Patreon. So yeah, yeah, we're not going to beat you up with it. Just know that it is out there. Rona Geek Official Podcast on Patreon. All you got to do is hit us up. So send some money our way. We will shout you out. A big thank you. And then, uh, and we even have uh, partner levels too for for advertisement purposes. So, yep, finger guns. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that. Uh, so yeah, Spider Verse final verdict. Go see it. Find a way to see it. Legally speaking, of course, and then enjoy it. 
and then yes. let us know what you thought of it. Super good. Legally speaking. Legally. But no, it's, you're doing yourself an injustice if you don't see it yeah. uh, in theaters. Uh, I honestly believe. Yeah, don't put it off just because it's animated. I know that, you know, based on my perception of like the Star Wars animated series and things like that, that, you know, sometimes, you know, animated could take a backseat to the live action stuff. But, but here's yet another example of a time when animated is actually better than the live action stuff that's currently coming out in that universe. So I, I would argue actually Star Wars is one of those things where it's like it does better animated. But it is well, obviously. Not. So based based yeah. on what we've seen recently, so yeah, yeah, that's true, man. Actually, I haven't seen the Resistance yet. I gotta watch that show. That's the new animated show yep. for Star Wars. Yeah, I've only heard good things. So, really? Yeah, I've only heard good things about all of them. So all of them have been good. So. Yeah, well, Rebels was awesome. Yeah, Rebels um, was good. Clone Wars was decent. I think it got better as it went along, right? I am really, really excited for The Mandalorian now. <laughs> yeah, me too, man. Yeah. I'm trying to stay away from too much, uh, but it just... Oh, uh, there's not a whole lot out there. Like, well, just knowing that... Um, Who's playing the Mandalorian? Oh yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, Pedro yeah. Pascal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really good actors in that. Nick Nolte's in it. Yep. So yeah, man, big big news there. So that's basically it for Rona Geek uh, Fish Podcast episode twenty eight. Yeah. So you got anything else? No, that was fun. I, I'm loving it, man. A big return to form. Yeah. So you can hit us up on Patreon, obviously. We already talked about that. You can also hit us up on Twitter, at Ronin Geekery. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you can hit us up uh, at uh, Rob's favorite email address, of course, roninggeek.com mm-hmm. gmail.com. You can hit us up there anytime. Give us feedback, criticism, topics, uh, ideas, things you'd like to hear about. Uh, we're going to keep going with the regular stuff we always do in the meantime. Uh, we are on Spotify. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all the places, guys. Castbox, one of my favorites. SoundCloud, another one of my favorites. Hit us up there. So you can also sub us, share us. We'd love anything that we can get in terms of uh, sub shares, listens, likes. We'll take anything. And, uh, and of course, you can always hit up uh, Partner Podcast, Audio Suplex Live, the wrestling podcast out of Toledo. So if you are into wrestling stuff, WWE, all that good stuff, they're a good podcast to listen to. Yeah. And then uh, we also have Ajax Rocks on Mixer. So that's a guy I worked with, grew up with for a long time, came up with, and now he's doing his stuff on Mixer, and he's doing a good job. So watch some gaming on there, and uh, it's a lot of fun as well. <laughs> and uh, I think yeah, that's all good. the big plugs that I got going on right now. Yeah. Another guy I know, I should give him a shout-out now, Chukli TV. Go check him out. <laughs> Couldn't tell you how to spell it. Z-H-O-O-K-L-I-T-V on uh, Twitch. So I think he's doing a lot of, uh, a lot of Fortnite lately. So, okay, I'm sure. Sure, and everyone else. Everyone else. All the peoples. Yep. So cool. That's it. So, again, this is Alex Austin signing off. And Rob. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks Actually, Friday. Talk to you Friday. Oh. Another episode coming right